Texas Rangers have won the 2023 World Series, so Jonesy is here so that we can close out what was a great 2023 MLB season. So let's get to it. This is Flashing the Leather. could just go full railroad and say that's baseball baby right in the cold open <laughs> what's up everybody welcome to flashing the leather and i'm gonna keep that in the feed because that was hilarious let's just go yeah. jonesy is coming here to take everything that we have done and bury it alive kind of like the undertaker last time remember last time you're here we talked about the old undertaker i, I like when it goes off the rails a little bit <laughs> I mean, so so for everybody that that is eventually going to watch this, all six of you that is eventually going to watch this, I think that one of the funny parts about what we do that's different than what I think I do with other people is we generally have a good time because we're here, it's silly, it's not professional. And honestly, it's some of the more genuine content that I've put out because I feel hmm. like I wow. am more myself. And so it's funny when you talk at the, as the intro is playing and I'm going to leave it exactly that way because it's great. Like, it's awesome. It's I'm a great glad. behind the scene to be like, <laughs> I think we should railroad this whole thing. And people are going to be like, what in the hell was that? And I think that that's terrific. It makes it fun. You got to keep it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be myself on the show. So, well, you have to be. So they always tell you for anybody who is an aspiring podcaster or an aspiring content creator, they tell you to be maximum yourself, like ramped up to 11 for all of those what was that movie? Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah, Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Yeah, yes. yeah, for all you. of you Spinal Tap fans out there, ramp it up to 11. You're but it only to goes up that. to 10. Exactly. And that's the whole point. Yeah. Is you're supposed to take whoever you are and be like a maximum character. But I think that's what's fun about what you and I do here every time we talk about baseball. Because for a sport that I think many people casually, right? Not baseball fans. We're talking about casual. See it as boring. Yeah. I think you and I make it fun and funny because we take something that many people maybe can't relate to because they find the sport itself mm -hmm. boring. I can tell you that people who don't watch baseball, who watch us, think it's funny. They think that we are entertaining. If and I, I think that's great. If I can change one person's mind about baseball, they think it's boring and they think, oh, I didn't think I about that before. Then, then I've done my job. Yes, you have definitely done your job and you have done it well as the 2023 season is over. So as we are recording, we are about a week away from Thanksgiving. Somehow, mm -hmm. man, we're a mm -hmm. week away from Thanksgiving. I think the first time we recorded here was back in May. So this is the fifth episode that we have done together. Yeah. And we've done some good work together, more specifically for all you people who love Shohei Otani. We said that they should trade him, and guess what? They should have, and they didn't. So we were right. Just pointing that out there. <laughs> so the season is over. Again, we were right again. <laughs> the season is over, <laughs> and the Texas Rangers are mm -hmm. World Series champions. First time, I believe, in 63 years that they are World Series champions, and I find that to be, yeah. be kind of awesome. A lot of the longest streaks in baseball have been broken at this point. I think there are some that are are now taking over that mantle. I'm, I want to say the Seattle Mariners might be. The Padres are probably up there as well. Oh, um, twins? Twins, probably. Okay. Well, the Twins were in the 90, Padres, 1990s. Yeah. yeah. So the Twins oh, were 91. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I think there are fewer and fewer franchises that weren't created yesterday mm -hmm. that haven't won the, a World the Series. Rays, yeah, uh, the Rays. One of them. Um, by the way, the Rangers um, is the old Washington Senators. It team. is. Yeah. Now, don't tell the Washington Nationals that. However, yes, you are correct. And whether and we're local baseball history. in the Washington area, we should yes. know that. Yes. So the Rangers, I thought, were a, a cool story. 
And when I did some research and I did an episode, I don't know, two weeks ago of my own show, I did a monologue episode and I talked about how the Rangers had started this build two years ago from the free agency moves that they had made two years ago now, which yeah. didn't make sense in the moment. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it they, is. They lost, what, 110 games or 102 games or something like that mm-hmm. two seasons ago. Sad. Laughing stock of mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah, a sad team. Exactly. And now here we are two years later, and the pieces that they got, I mean, obviously with Simeon and Seeger, who are both in the MVP conversation, which we're going to get to a little bit later, and obviously you add Jacob deGrom, who of course got hurt, and <laughs> but a lot right. of young guys, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys that when you sign them, Nathan Evaldi to me is a perfect example of a guy that you sign and people say, huh? And he's your workhorse and the guy that you love in the postseason. He did it right. for the Red Sox, right? did it for the Rangers. I love that. I do too. And that I thought was the takeaway for the Rangers for me was that number one, they were never going to be stopped in the postseason. They they never looked weak ever. They didn't. <laughs> they the whole time they were dominant and they they showed how strong they were. I mean, right from the get go, it yes. was a really remarkable postseason. It really run was for them. Yep. It really was. And then on the other side of that, you had the Diamondbacks, who eighty four win team barely made the playoffs. Like if the Cubs can make one catch. The Diamondbacks don't win or don't get to the, the yeah. don't get to the playoffs, but they get to the playoffs. And the whole point is you get in and you never know what's going to happen. And with their core of young guys, right? It's the World Series. Zach Allen, mm-hmm. Corbin Carroll, they make it to the World Series and they just run into a team that was playing better than every other team that made the postseason. Period. That's that's all that I think you can say. I don't think it's an indictment on the, the Diamondbacks at all. The Rangers were going to win the and, World Series and, in hindsight. And I, what about this matchup? A lot of people, and we we haven't talked since um, the beginning of the play, postseason, but what about this matchup? We got Arizona and Texas. A lot of people hated it. They're like, well, it's bad for baseball. No, it's not. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the matchup. Uh, I saw Arizona. Yeah, like they're, some people thought they were a boring team, not not worth watching, but they hustled. Yes. It was a young team, it was. very athletic team. And honestly, they they made a great run and good for them. They'll they'll stick around with that team. So you're skipping ahead a little bit oh. to no 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 no. I think it's fine to talk about any time. So my stat was going to be that I believe this was the lowest rated World Series of oh, all time. Okay, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that there's two ways to look at this. I think what you're speaking to is for baseball, right? I think baseball people love this. It doesn't matter to baseball people if you're going to watch, which you were going to anyway. I was going to tune in anyway. Many people who would tune into this show, we're going to tune in, right? I think that it's fine. I don't think it really matters. But I think that for ratings, I don't know if it's fair to place the blame of the lowest ratings ever on these two teams because you look at the data, it's been going down. And there's a myriad of reasons for that. Not all of them are baseball reasons either. Many of them are just we in society don't do slow things anymore, which we're asking you to watch an hour-long show. I get that, but just bear with us. And so <laughs> he'll so, make a clip for you. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Go to the shorts reel. You'll find everything you want to do in like 10 seconds. But mm-hmm. the the matchup mm-hmm. itself for MLB's perspective in terms of ratings and getting eyes on the product wasn't what they wanted. Because I think baseball does want there to be more eyes on the product. But I do believe that for baseball people, this was fun because this represents or could represent the future of the game for the next few years. There certainly are a lot of young players on these teams that could help do that. And I, I think you're we're both kind of right in the sense that the matchup was good. It just sucks, though, for me that the World Series wasn't more exciting. You know what I mean? Like 
Game one was exciting, yes. but it went into the like the eleventh inning. Yes. I, I, I admittedly I'm on the East Coast. I did not see that live. It was so late, uh, and that shame on me, I guess. Uh, but I, I did. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I did. You know, and but I did. Uh, I did was following it when uh, Seager tied it up. Yes. Um, or um, can't even remember. It was Adolis Garcia who won it, I believe. Yeah. In the in the eleventh inning. Yeah. Now, so so that was exciting, and that kind of kind of set the stage for Texas, really. Yeah, it really did. But to be fair, though, Diamondbacks came back in game two and stole. So you kind of thought it was going to be a better series. And again, it, it's not the Diamondbacks being bad. It's the Rangers, I think, just yes. had that it factor. Yes. And they were able to overcome a lot in the playoffs, including Max Scherzer, who I hate to say it, man, shell of himself wasn't 100 obviously he's been a shell it's yeah. been obvious uh we've kind of brought it up very early in the season as soon as he looks bad it's not coming back it's over no. um so and i and they and i think texas used him appropriately honestly oh, yeah. I, I you know they gave him a shot to even start um one of the games but mostly he could be using relief status and and that's if he can stick around doing relief stuff i mean that good for him and then bow out and get his i'm I, i'm thinking he's a hall of famer Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, Not close. It, it, it's he's he's a great talent, and it's a shame to see that stuff fall. But it's inevitable. It is. He will he will be the first curly W in the Hall of Fame. You can quote oh, me on that. Yeah, he I love that. Probably yeah. will be. So All right. that's something to look forward to. But I think for me, for the Rangers, I think that the X factor had was not even on the field. I think it was Bruce Bochy. I think that yeah. Bruce Bochy could now be regarded in the pantheon of best managers of all time. Yeah. Maybe, and I'm not even a prisoner of the moment because the World Series ended two weeks ago. Bruce Bochy is a four-time World Series champion, retired, and came back with this team and got them to play selfless baseball and win a World Series. To me, that is the sign of a great coach. I wish that I could get more into what's going inside the manager's mind because a lot of the fans, you can really only speculate what they're doing. But like you said at the beginning of the show... They were kind of a sad story state of a team. Now, they did spend some money and got some pieces to support some of the young talent. That's what you need to do to set yourself up. But then it does take a solid coaching approach and managerial approach to get your team ready and then win. Um, so, yeah, hats off to Bruce Bochy and coming back and doing that. He outcoached uh, many of the teams out on the field. And, it, you know, it's not just talent that makes it happen. So good for good for Texas and good for him. Uh, really happy for him. I think that Bruce Bochy is deserving of it. Now, he's an old man now. But again, I, I so I think that for, for baseball, I think, well, it's, it's all sports, but analytics number crunching has become so prevalent in oh, professional yeah. sports. More specifically, I well, NBA, NFL, and MLB. I don't know how much it matters in hockey per se, because I think hockey is a bit of a different sport, but in baseball, yeah, as you yeah. know, analytics drive oh, yeah. agency. They drive inning-to-inning -inning moves, so many different things. And I think that that's all well and good. As a stat guy, as a numbers guy, I see the value. I do believe that one thing that is missing in today's society in general is experience. Knowing when the right move is or it what is. the right move is. Yeah. And I think that's where Bruce Bochy, winning all of those World Series coaching all of those teams Padres Giants Rangers right he loves the West divisions obviously and I think that experience matters 
I really think it does because I think that your team can buy into it. I think the younger coaches. That's it. Yes. The team can buy into it with more experience. That's a good point. Absolutely. And especially when you have some veteran guys who maybe have played for him or have been down that road. Corey Seager obviously has had postseason success. So hot right now. Right. Yeah, he is. (laughs) He is very hot to quote uh, Jacobin Magatu from uh, Zoolander. (laughs) So the Rangers anyway, the Rangers, I think, are great. I think. They have a bright future, although some of their pieces, like Evaldi, who knows how long he can produce at that kind of level. But the younger yeah, guys, I think, yeah. I think are going to be there. I think Simeon, obviously, is fantastic. What's going to hit all of these teams? Like, well, the Rangers spend money, so it might not hit them. But free agency always does it, man, because mm-hmm. these teams come with these big checkbooks and yeah. you have to make a decision. But the Rangers have proven and shown that they will spend money. So I think that that won't be an issue. The Diamondbacks, on the other hand, are... Not in that same boat, I think. Well, I think that you're right. I think we'll see. It's a we'll see situation, right? Uh-huh. I mean, the fans, did they show up? Stay tuned. I think it was, I think I was seeing like, and remember I'm a Phillies fan and there were tickets on sale in Arizona and, and Phillies, I think Phillies fans were trying to buy yes. tickets in order for the stadium to be empty, which it's a bit of a shyster move, but um, I guess that's I guess it's a L as well. But that, I think the tickets were hundred bucks or something, whereas in Philly they were much higher, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it we'll see. I, Arizona they have some pieces. Can they can they f- kind of fill the gaps with free agency and and make a run? Who knows? But I I think that you still have to deal with the Dodgers, who are looking a lot less strong now. But yes. you look, have to look at your division and see what's possible and make a move. We say a lot less strong as they have two of the three MVP candidates that are well, for voting right now. This year, they obviously were very tough to beat, but then they bowed out in the first round again. Again. You know? Well, speaking of the postseason awards, they have been releasing them over time. I just want to say to everybody, and, and Jonesy and I talked about this before, it annoys the absolute hell out of me that all these leagues leak these things out over days. It doesn't need to be days. I, I just don't understand. Like, I get it that you want to have content, but what else is there to say that Brandon Hyde won the manager of the year outside of, yeah, he deserved it at moving on? Yeah. Is there anything else? No, it's like every day. Uh, yeah, it's multiple days. Just make it one day. Just drives me insane it's you like the make college it even make it a show off. you can make it a little show for mlb if they want to do something you know well they do that that's my that's my point is they yeah. get like all these analysts to talk about who won the manager of the year and i'm like thank you oh uh, well this person didn't well only one person can win it and brandon high to the orioles the orioles were like the best team in the american yeah. league all season long who by the way the orioles have been stinky prior to the last two seasons Was, right is that the biggest surprise for you, would you say the Orioles, how dominant they were all year? Yes. All year. I mean, I thought they were going to run out of gas. Yeah. And they so it's going. And I, I think that when you talk about surprises, I think I had not given credence to the building that they had done in the farm system and how that had been cultivated the right way. And that's not an easy thing to do, right? Because the Astros, remember, they tanked in order to be good. Think about all the guys that they hit on to be good. And that's not easy to do. Because baseball is really hard because you, unless you're like, even Bryce Harper was in single A and then moved up to double A, right? Many guys, they are they have tons of talent. Their ceiling is super high. But the grind of baseball mm-hmm. is tough. There's no guarantee when you get drafted in baseball no. at all. Nope. Whereas NFL, NBA, you, you're starting. 
right away. Mm-hmm. Your dream is realized right there. So baseball, I think, is is different in that way because so rarely does a guy, a guy never goes right to the major leagues. Very rare, you're right. Needs mm-hmm. to be some seasoning. And so for the Orioles to do that mm-hmm. and do it to me so quietly, Mm-hmm. And maybe that's on me. So if somebody's going to be an Orioles fan, look, I'm not well, saying that the Orioles didn't deserve it. I'm look just saying, at their, like, wasn't yeah, paying attention. look at their team talking about being seasoned. Um, Rutschman, I mean, he he came in as a rookie last year, mm-hmm. and you're waiting for that sophomore uh, sophomore slump. He ended up being a leader of the team. I couldn't imagine him leaving the team anymore and then being anywhere near as good as they were this year. Um, Gunnar Henderson, uh, yeah. who you're going to get to. I mean, the year. he rookie of the year, but I, I, I didn't feel like he was uh, mashing all year. He turned it on and it just never came. It, I mean, the hype was there and it's always fun when the hype's there and then he exceeds the hype. It's yes. just, it's, it, that's just really fun. So good for Gunner. And like those, those two pieces on the team were just hitting, hitting all year. I got a chance to go to one Orioles game this year near the end of the season. I got to see Rutschman hit home run. And that, by the way, that stadium is just so fun. It is. The atmosphere is ridiculous. It's top five still. <laughs> now, I, I will say I, I haven't been to every stadium nationally, but yeah. Camden Yards lives up to everything because it has an old feeling and it still feels like it was built recently. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. old enough to have Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, all of those stadiums, even Yankee Stadium before it was demolished, which kind of makes me sad a little bit. They have earned and been grandfathered into having crappy facilities, if you know what I'm saying, right? Because they are historic. They're old. They're relics. Yeah, like the vet back yes. in Philly. Well, that, that was a different time because, like, all those cookie-cutter stadiums, Riverfront, Three River, like, oh, my goodness, but just plopping them all over the place. Exactly. Camden Yards broke that mold because it was built with actual character. Yeah. And it started the revolution of where we are now with stadiums. It's a total tangent, but it's it's worth it. Yeah. And I think stadiums now, though, struggle to capture what Camden Yards managed to capture. The thing that blew me away was, okay, you're watching the, the, the game on TV. You see the field. What I had never seen was the little um, the, the little courseways under, underneath oh, where yeah. you buy your food. Mm-hmm. I- it looked like an old timey baseball park, which is really super charming. And then they sell they they sell like mass produced hot dogs that are delicious. You pick it up. You don't have to wait. The lines move so quick. Is it still so you're SK? just getting your food? Is this like SK hot dogs something like that? They're like, oh, uh, yeah, good. I yeah. think so. Uh-huh. You get, yeah, you got your like it's like an assembly line hot dogs, but it's delicious. And that's exactly what you want. Yep. You got your beer. You got your hot dog. You got your nachos. And it's like and it, everybody's moving so fast. Everybody's friendly. I had a I had a blast. <laughs> so, oh, but a little bit of a of a segue here. I will yeah. I will say so hypocritical of me. I have not been to a live baseball game in years, and some of that has to do with just not you know get, not getting there. But now that my son is going to be four, I think we're getting to the point where we might be able to do a little combined trip where I can take him. Sure. And, and if your kids are there, I'll never see him again. So maybe that'll we'll, be perfect. Maybe right? we'll uh, do do a one together. Yes, we can. So do, we go uh, to about three or four games a year. We'll yeah, we sh- I should do more. And so maybe that's hypocritical of me to be on a baseball podcast, but whatever. Who cares? Busy lives. Yeah, who cares? So I agree with you, though, about the Orioles. And I think what it comes down to for me, the biggest surprises most of the time in sports are teams that I thought, or at least I feel like were under-promising and over-delivered. I don't think, unless you're a super Orioles homer, I don't think anybody thought the Orioles were going to be that good 
Not I don't think you. so. And you're right. I mean, yeah, under promising, over delivered. That's exactly what they were this year, all a year plus. long. Mm-hmm. A plus. Yep. And it's a fun story. And I will say well, one of the great things about becoming a generalist in sports for the most part, I mean, obviously I love my Red Sox and all that, but I love being able to get caught up in a great story. Like the Texas Rangers were a good story. They the were. Diamondbacks were a good story. There were other great stories. The Marlins, by the way, Sh- Skip Schumacher. Skip Manager Schumacher, yeah. He deserved it, by the he, way. He, I know that a lot of people oh, thought Oh, you think so? I, I thought. <laughs> the Marlins. He was good. The Marlins. Yeah. I think that says everything. And think about this, though. Marlins. How many managers of the year have won from the Marlins? Remember, Joe Girardi got fired after winning manager of the year for the Marlins. Oh, my gosh. And I think I that, didn't even know he was a Marlins manager. I think it was like one season he won. And one he, season. He got fired, apparently, because he said something to Jeffrey Loria while he was in the dugout. And Jeffrey said, well, you got to get rid of this guy. So that's how uh, he got fired. Okay. And then he won manager of the year that year. But the Mar- the reason I think Skip Isn't Schumacher. is that what happened in the Houston Astros? Like some, some guy like got that. fired. Yeah, it's GM, all these, GM all these great. Yeah. yeah I mean, Just said something wrong to the wrong person. I mean, there's, there's like fist fights in the Senate right now. So, I mean, there's well, fighting everywhere. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're going to see that all over the place. But the reason I say that Skip Schumacher <laughs> deserved it was because the Marlins. And I think your success is prefaced by all of the things that the organization has done for a while that have made it or been almost the antithesis of success. I think that's a fair criticism okay. to say of the Marlins because Jeter come came or Jeter came in promising that they weren't going to just dump everybody and they dumped everybody again. I mean, it, as an NL East guy, um I expect them to be at the bottom every year. Mm-hmm. I hope that they be at the bottom. And when they're not at the bottom, it's uh, disruptive, and that's exactly what they are. They're just disrupting the, the 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 status quo, and that's exactly the role that they need to be playing. And honestly, they come in and they play. And I, we talk about evolution of baseball a few times on this show um, throughout the year. Scrappy, athletic, um, small ball teams can have a place in this league. Absolutely, and that is what they can do. Now they do have their guys who can crush um, Solaire. Okay, good big piece for them if he can be on. They made an acquisition, a, a very good acquisition with uh, Jake Berger uh, from the White Sox. Good, good hitter. And then they have a bunch of scrappy young, uh, fast guys with uh, Sandy. I think he's coming back, Alcantara, and a couple, um, uh, Jesus uh, Lozardo. So he, they're a team that's going to be around next year. And and Skip Schumacher definitely has their attention. They've got my attention now. Uh, so. and, and that's why I think he deserved it, because talk about over-promising. Mm-hmm. But also, yep. part of being a great manager, we talked about it with Bruce Bochy, Skip Schumacher could take this collection of pieces, which, again, collection of great pieces doesn't necessarily mean success. And the Marlins had a successful season when they made the postseason in 2020, but it was a shortened season, so it was a sprint rather than a marathon. Mm-hmm. And baseball, being a marathon that it is, allows the good teams to rise up and the teams, like you said with the Orioles, thought they were going to fade a little bit, and they never did. To me, a team that you think is going to fade and does well is is managing because it takes a lot to get a team to perform consistently over six months, man. Like, it's a long season playing Very just long. about every day. There's not much of a break. And I thought it was a, that was really neat that they made it. And the Phillies unceremoniously booted their asses out of the playoffs, but yeah, it didn't yeah. take away how they got there. No, so they did well, yeah. And and and, and the same with um, 
you know, Arizona. I mean, I think Arizona had a different outcome. They, they made it further because they've got, they had the talent, but a very, like I would say a little bit of a similar makeup there where they've got some pieces, a couple starting pitchers, a couple guys, uh, and let's see what they can do next year. And will the front office mess it up? Cause well, Marlins and yeah. And I've got the same question about the Orioles to speak because the front, you and I, both the owner, the owner, you and I both have it. The Angelos family has not been trusted at all. So let's talk Cy Young. And we should mention that Corbin Carroll did win the Rookie of the Year. I don't know if that was obvious, but obviously he had a fantastic season. Led the Diamondbacks was kind of one of the story pieces for that team. So heard he was um, half uh, Taiwanese. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Great cool. player. Really yeah. fun to watch. So Cy Young. And the Cy Young is interesting to me because I believe for both sides, all of the pitchers that were up for each award, I don't think any of the teams made the playoffs which is fascinating because Ooh. you would think I looked at, yeah. I think it was the six players that were, were listed as finalists. If you consider that not one of them, I don't think was on a playoff team. And the two guys that won it was not in a playoff team, which Garrett Cole, his first Blake Snell, his second, cause he won one a couple years back with the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. So both guys had a fantastic season. Now the Yankees season was an absolute dumpster fire. Garrett Cole was a bright spot in the dumpster fire. The, the whitest light in what was absolutely a trash fire. I love saying that too, by the way. And both New York teams were friggin' awful this year. Terrible. And I'm here for it. And Brian Cash is probably going to get fired. I don't hate the Yankees as much as I used to because they are, they're not as good as anymore. But it's still, so, but like, it's, I cannot be okay with that. There's now. a satisfaction in seeing them have talent and not deliver. You're a Red Sox fan as well. So you, I am. you might be. No, I, but I've never hated them. It's more funny to me because you see this talent. Obviously, Judge's talent. Obviously, mm-hmm. Stanton. They got the Cy Young winner, the reigning Cy Young winner now. Yeah. They're not. They're not lacking in big time talent, and they can't get it done. Yeah. And that is nice to see. Yeah. And in yeah. the Boone era, things have <laughs> consistently gone this away downhill for everybody who's listening in audio downhill. He continues to keep his job. And Brian Cashman continues to keep his job. We came here after Cashman the trade deadline the problem, and said that he was sleeping during the trade li- deadline Oof. again, again. <laughs> and the fans are calling for his head. The fans are calling for Boone's head. I had a Yankees fan today tell me, he said, God willing, they'll both be fired. Imagine mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. that passion for yeah. God willing. Yeah. <laughs> invoking, invoking a deity to make sure that the manager and GM gets fired. A manager and I mean a GM who's a World Series who's been part of World Series champions. It's amazing to me because well, he's been a I are you talking about Cashman? I mean yeah. he's been he's been a failure. I he's been he's been mismanaging the team. For a while. Yeah, for a while. For a long um, while. Yeah, Garrett Cole is a bright spot. I hats off to him. Did did he pitch a complete game in his last game of the season? I he think might I saw have. that. Oh my gosh. That, I'm I'm really glad that he did that. And he's been a leader of the team. Yep. And he took a lot of criticism for having like sticky stuff last year mm-hmm. on his hand. I, as a as a fantasy baseball a manager, <laughs> I was skeptical uh, that he credit. would even. I was skeptical he would even have that kind of year. So really impressed with the ability for him to have the ability to power through all season. And I like how you mentioned uh, both of these pitchers uh, did not make the playoffs. That's really kind of surprising because typically historically the Cy Young winner has always been. Kind of the guy who gets the most wins. Yes, so but also, generally speaking, when you have really that just kind of a season. How, how bad your teams are. Well, so it comes down to, like, Blake Snell. If you were to take the 
Padres record when he pitched mm -hmm. and look at the their record when he didn't pitch. Probably same thing with oh, Garrett yeah. Cole, right? And it's fascinating because normally when you have a pitcher who pitches at that kind of a level. Now, keep in mind, the Padres and the Yankees both have spent massive amounts of money to have lots of talent yeah. around these guys. Yeah. So Garrett Cole, who they got in free agency, paid a lot of money for him. Blake Snell signed a big extension, I Just think. Just signed right? Judge, right? by the way. Just yeah. signed Judge. Mm -hmm. So both of these guys are not lacking in talent. And you know what? They're the kind of guys. Now, they won't do this. But I think Garrett Cole and Blake Snell could walk into spring training and look at the team and be like, I wasn't the problem last year. <laughs> and have the hardware yeah. and walk around with yeah. it. Because they weren't the problem. Yeah. But I think you're 100% right that that is something that I wanted to point out because it's rare. It's rare. I mean, King Felix won. He was, what, 11 and 11 mm -hmm. or 13 and 13. But that was because the team was so bad, right? The yeah. team was so bad. So when you yeah. look at this and you think, wow, okay, Blake nice, Snell. Nice name, pool. Yeah, right? <laughs> Felix Hernandez, who right? I swear played like 40 years in the major it leagues and is like still it. He 17. He looked like it at the end, too. He looked like overweight. <laughs> but he, I mean, what are that? What was his nickname? Like Miggy, you mean? Like yeah, Miggy? Like Miggy, yeah. Like, uh, what, what was that? That was mean. Well, he, he was did, a shell he, of himself. He had, the, he had like the, uh, the cornrows, too. Yes. That didn't help it. No. <laughs> King Felix was something else. I just remember when he came up and he was like 18 and just blowing guys away. Yeah. And I swear he yeah. was 18 for like 15 years. What the heck was his nickname? King Felix. Oh, I thought it was like Big Cat. I'm thinking it could have been. No, you think of Andre no, no. Scalaraga? Yeah. Well, we can do nicknames another time. Off season, we can that do would be a we fun can one. great nickname. Big Cat. I like that one. King I, Felix. Uh, yeah. That by the cool. way, speaking of nicknames, I did post something for you on Facebook and it was the 95 Indians. And I said that it was the best team, probably one of the best teams to never win a World Series. Mm. And Joe Mesa, or Jose Mesa, was their closer. And I said, Joe Table. <laughs> what a great nickname. <laughs> Setting the table. That's right. That way. Hey. Da -da, there you go. There you go. So now that leaves us with MVP, which I'm sure at some point while we're recording this, they will they will have it on here. So Otani, Seeger, Seaman, Simeon, good Lord. Otani, Seeger, Simeon, mm -hmm. say that again, in the AL, Acuna, Betts, Freeman are the three in the NL, who I think you could pick any one of those guys. I won't really have much of an argument, but I think if you're not going to pick Acuna, you better come with some some real reasons why I like, you're not going to pick I, him. Personally, it's because I don't, I don't like the Braves. You and your subjectivity. But, I mean, realistically, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Acuna... Um, mashed this year but oh i think his true value on this race is his stolen bases yes how many did he get like was it 50 so yeah i think it was up there yeah 50 i i couldn't recall the exact number but it was it was uh, a lot let's put it that it way. was record-breaking territory in some respects for, for those of us for playing the, the home game yeah i mean it hasn't been touched in a while no. so anytime he got on first base he's already able to get to second and possibly third very easily um, keeping and him off the base paths is your kind of your key. When's the last time you can think of a guy who was that dangerous? Because there were guys uh, that were that dangerous on the base paths, like stealing right? bases. Like think about now, guys that now. When I say that dangerous, historically, guys that have been that kind of production in terms of stolen bases have been your leadoff guys. They haven't really been guys that you expect to hit for power. Yeah, driving a bunch of runs. That's what makes Acuna Mookie so... Mookie Betts for the Red Sox? <laughs> but Mookie Betts, to me, was never a guy that if he got on first base, he was guaranteed to get yeah. a second. Ichiro. He did get 20. 
right? Oh, Ichiro, yeah. Ichiro, sure. for Ichiro, sure. Ichiro, yeah. Good. By the way, Ichiro can still match um, at 50. Rookie you, of the year and MVP, yes, I believe. Yes, 2001 yeah. on that Mariners team that nobody that, remembers because yeah. uh, they got just ousted by the Yankees who were in dynasty mode at that point. So mm-hmm. I just think Acuna, for me, the stolen bases, I think because it's it's such an yeah. intriguing part of a game for a guy who, if you took that stat out, you look at the rest of it, I mean, he's with every other power still, hitter, right? Still, still in amazing. It, yeah. So when you take that, I mean, 50, I remember, I think one time in the summer and I was like, wait a minute, did I read this? He's a 40, 40 guy. Yeah. And you're like, yes. Like, when did I fall asleep and wake up? And that was a thing. I, I just, I'm totally missed that he was that incredible. He could have had more than 50. The stolen bases kind of got by, by me. Um, I wasn't following it that closely, but I, until, until I noticed in about August, I'm like, wait a minute, what the heck is going I on? Thought- and then he could be a 40, 40 player. And then I started paying attention. And that's when things started getting crazy in Atlanta where they just started winning a, a game after game after game. The clip in you which couldn't they were winning. stop them. I know. So the MVP, though, I th- I think that the committee will do anything that they can to give it to Otani because oh, yeah. I okay. think that here we go. And I, I just no, no no no. I just mean that like if there is a guy who casual people know, it's Shohei Otani. I think right because I think what he's doing. And we've talked about this before, the love affair that I have with Shohei Otani's baseball game. And he is sure. doing things that is nobody's really done. Yeah. In a very long time. Very long time. And so I think that I, I, it's not a conspiracy that they're going to try to give it to him. But I think that if he's in the discussion, it's difficult not to give it to him because of that fact. Because people know who he is. Like Corey Seager, fantastic season. Simeon. Great season. No, casual people don't know who they are. I feel like I want to see. I think all of us want to see him on camera, like getting the award yes. and like breaking down and crying, like a Japanese player will, and telling you us he's not I mean? resigning with the Angels. Oh, <laughs> but no. Remember, like when he remember when he tore the UCL. Yes, and it was like, and it was heartbreaking. You can't. Nobody can disagree with that. But and 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 he was done. But he was still batting. I felt like he was still going for the MVP. He's like, I'm trying to do everything I can here. And I don't know what I don't I, I disagreed with that right away. And we talked about that and yes, covered that extensively. But, uh, you know, it almost like the amount of passion he has for the game. The fact that he's he pitched lights out this season and ba- and batted. I think he's actually a better batter this year. Yes. Uh, so much be. better. So, um, yeah, I think he should be. And, and I've talked to people that are like, no, hands down, he is the best. And that's when he, that's it. And it didn't matter. And Corey Seager was second place at that time too. And it, it almost just didn't matter because, uh, because the rarity of, of having those pitching stats. Yes. Again, I think now you're going to get into a territory with him. If he continues this kind of production that you can't give it to him every year, but right. The, when you and I recorded our episode about Mike Trout and about him, we hit the YouTube algorithm because he was having at the time, and we didn't even realize it. It wasn't even planned. He was having a historic month of June. Remember, it was just, it was oh, insane. We're big Otani fans here. We're 100%. really angry at the Angels, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, Angels, the Angels. No, a separating. I want to. Otani. I want to like the Angels, but they mismanaged. Uh, it feels like every star player that they've ever had. Oh, they t- at 100% have. <laughs> but this is a good segue, actually, into the offseason because mm-hmm. he is clearly the free agent the, on the market. Oh, yeah. And 
I want to talk. We we last time I said we should bring this up now because there is sort of there's sort of like a philosophical discussion to be had about how you spend money on him now because mm-hmm. the injury, the surgery has changed the calculus a little bit. And I, I don't say that again to say that he's not worth what we thought or projected, yeah. right? Yeah. But and now it's a it's a calculation. It's a, now. it's a risk. Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a calculation on risk. Yes. And and I think though, mm-hmm. as fans, like you and I were silly. We hijacked the opening, but <laughs> we're trying to bring some kind of realistic perspective. Yeah, yeah. You can separate yourself in this case because Otani is not a brave or or whatever. Although he's interested in the Braves. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I like. I, I don't hate the Braves. No, that of course much. not. They're just the rival. But now teams are ponying up dough, and let's conservatively say five, six, seven teams maybe are going to be in the discussion to have the kind of money that it's probably going to take to sign him. And so out of those six or seven teams, they have to realistically look at, are we signing the guy who played in June or yes. are we signing Bryce Harper? And and that exact good comparison. Yeah. Cause he, he being a DH uh, for, for over a year because he with the UCL injury. Yes. Yep. And he is at a weird place age-wise because, what is he, 28? Mm -hmm. Something like that. I I think he's like 28. So this is not going to be, I I don't think, this is not going to be some short-term contract, like some prove-it contract. He has to recognize, his people have to recognize, you need to go get your money now because it's never going to be hotter. Even with this injury, it's never going to be hotter. Get the 10-year, you know, multi-year contract. And before, I think we were talking about I, I don't know if we ever covered it, but I was thinking fifty million a year at least. Oh, yeah, that's injury. why I think I said five hundred million. Like he yeah, has, ten years, he has that much, million. yeah, at stake. Mm-hmm. And John, realistically, like, are you in for your team signing him now? If if the injury doesn't happen, hundred percent. But now, yeah, I mean, exactly. If you're an owner or fan, whatever, you're you're looking at this and saying, oh, okay, I I could well, I can definitely get a bat, right? You can definitely mm-hmm. get a bat. Okay, and then that's the Bryce Harper comparison. Who, hey, by the way, pretty dang good. Yeah, working um, out. Not in the MVP <laughs> top three here. No, but that's fine. But he he contributed um, immensely to the Phillies, and then was able to find a way to get into the defense with playing first base. By the way, so and then it's like, well, will he pitch again? And that's what makes him special, is because he actually is a pretty darn good pitcher. Now, second. Tarman John surgery, surgery's over. It went successfully without a hitch. Then there's going to be at least a year and then a ramp up. So he's not pitching next year. Nope. You're talking about 25 season now. And then how good will he be? You don't, that's the unknown as well. So I, I, I'm failing to think about who's had two Tommy John surgeries and has been good again. I'm sure there is a top pitcher that I can't think of, but it's possible. Is it fair to say with Otani? that teams that are in are valuing the hitting more than the pitching. Ooh, you'd have to be. You'd have to be. I think even before the injury, I'm saying yeah. just in general. Like what I, I know that pitching is very, very valuable, mm-hmm. but for him specifically, I think he's a better hitter than he is a pitcher, which is not to say that he's a bad pitcher at all. Yeah. But I think if you're if you're gonna go for broke in putting all your chips into hit one of his two skill sets, mm-hmm. I think you're going to do it offensively and not pitching. I think. I'm wondering if he can play 
any other position. I'm wondering if he can do something on defense. I mean, of course, I want him on the mound because that's what he's good at. He's been doing it since he was, you know, how old? Like 12? Oh, yeah. Even earlier, I'm sure. And I know that he's talked about in the past wanting to play until he's like 40. He wants to win a World Series. He wants to win the MVP. Looks like he's about to do that. All these things he wants to check off the box. That's how much of a competitor he is. He just wants to achieve all these huge milestones. And he wants to play. He wants to win. He's extremely passionate. So like, and he's a brand, you know, he's, he's a brand. He brings something to your team. So like, say he goes to the Red Sox. I've actually heard that in, in the name of teams that could potentially because of uh, Yoshida um, on the team. So I think, you know, and I I don't think the Mets would be interested. I've kind of thought about that, but I I really think he's going to end up on the Dodgers, even though that bothers me, but I think that's still the landing spot. But it's, you know, then the Dodgers, they have no pitch. By the way, they're um, Julio Urias is gone. He's got that um, domestic violence situation. Uh, Kershaw looks like, you know, he looks like he's done. Yes. They have no, they have nobody. And then so would they get Otani for that amount of dollars and then just say, well, we can't pitch him for what, 40, $50 million a year. So they're yeah. stuck and they're, they're, maybe they'll make a wild card next year. Here's a team that I think now, should have the balls to go get him. It's Texas Rangers. They just won a World Series. Double down. <laughs> so there's no pressure now, right? right? No pressure in that it hasn't been so long because they've had some mm-hmm. near misses. Remember, they went two years in a row, lost to Bruce Bochy, as a matter of fact, I believe in the Giants in 2010, I think. Yeah. And then that crazy World Series with David Freeze in oh. 2011. If they go in for him at that kind of money, again, they just won the World Series. And so that's a great point. It's not much of a risk. And I'm, I'm thinking about it from the fans perspective, because, you know, fans always overreact to these things. You mentioned Evaldi. I mean, he's got like one year left, yeah. you know, and he and he got injured at the end of the season, came through. But I don't know if he can repeat what he did last year. It, it, same thing in 2018 with the Red Sox. It was a magical run yeah. that was all meant to happen. Nathan Evaldi apparently is some lightning rod for if you want to win the World Series. Oh, and Will Smith too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not the other one, but the guy who's won three World Series on three pitcher. different teams, yep. which is insane. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think Otani to the Rangers, it's a team that he's been linked to. He wants to play for a contender. Exact opposite of Mike Trout, at least from everything we've heard publicly. But we haven't actually heard from Shohei Otani. So not I would all. love to see him win the award just to see what would happen. So we will get those awards out to you whenever they come out. I'm sure at some point today they're going to put them out. But like you've seen knows? the Japanese players, like when they win, they just like yes. break down and cry. Like, and if you don't, it's like a show of disrespect. That's, that's yes. Like a, I, lo- <laughs> I love that. Me too. Speaking of showing signs of disrespect, you talk about Brian Cashman. Mm, I don't think the Yankees will be in on Otani probably because Brian Cashman is out here throwing shade at Giancarlo Stanton, which is fascinating. Should be. Because, well, yes and no, right? Yes and no. I guess yes and no. I think when the team stinks and you as the GM clearly have no wherewithal to realize that you are part of the problem and you're throwing your current players under the bus, it's not really great if you want to get guys to come to New York. A little bit of a desperation. like saying. Saving some face. Throwing, it's not me. It's, it's you. You. This this Mike. <laughs> it's a bold with, move. Let's put it that way. It's Mike with 4K Stanton. But here's the thing: he's not the most hated man in all of baseball. That award goes to the most unlikely person, and that is Craig Council. So Craig Council did something that I 
told you about shouting through the window like the asshole neighbor that I am. And that's right. Craig Council, who was the manager of the Brewers, who I said was boring. I said that the Brewers were boring. My apologies to Milwaukee. You're no longer boring now. Craig Council <laughs> jumps ship and goes to <laughs> the Chicago Cubs and is the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball. Right. But what's amazing about it, and we'll see how I feel about post-production if I can put this on here, but man, let me tell you, the city of Milwaukee hates Craig Council now to the point that somebody mm -hmm. went to this little league field, I think, that he has sponsored and like spray painted his name and crossed it out and just wrote ass on it. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> that's the best we could do. <laughs> it's the best we could do for a guy, Craig Council, who great, a great manager. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's not a great manager, but <laughs> this is not like. Just, I can't even think of a manager right now. Like that's how I'm trying to think of like an all-time great manager like that you would you would feel this way about. I mean, I get it, okay? There's an emotional attachment because Craig Council is from the area and all that kind of stuff. The guy won World Series. Oh, is he with, from Milwaukee? Yeah, supposedly, uh, yes. Okay. I get it, okay? But this is professional baseball. Professional baseball. This is not little league, man. He does not have he does not have some like contractual thing in which he has to stay with that team. The Cubs came to him and said, we'll pay you a shitload of money to manage the team. He's like, yeah, I'll be say. there. Exactly. How can you fault somebody for accepting a, a larger amount of money? You and I would sign on the dotted line in a heartbeat if they were like, do you want to come here for like vastly more money? Mm -hmm. I'll see you right over there. Mm -hmm. And the Cubs, I get it. There's a rivalry and stuff like yeah. that. But I just thought it was hilarious. But the thing is, though, is he's now the highest paid manager in baseball. And yeah. is that weird to you? <laughs> very, <laughs> very right? weird. Yeah, because he's not up for manager of the year. At least I don't think that he was or at least at least maybe he was, but didn't win the award. The Brewers have been good, but not good enough the last few years. Yeah, We've mentioned it many times throughout the season. They're like winning and petering along. Oh, by the sure. way, this division was very weak this year. Cardinals were terrible completely non-existent it was one of your first clips too by the way where you're like terrible. i'm so glad the cardinals are bad and you like looked in the camera <laughs> they're and so terrible <laughs> and and that was another big surprise for me is how terrible they were again um yeah franchise yeah, no, I mean, usually consistent was really bad yeah really and, bad. And, the, and the cubs were making a run and they showed that they want to win didn't make it cincinnati was kind of in the mix they're all a little bit mediocre though and so the brewers were kind of the winner of the mediocre division and not to say that the division is always mediocre and it's a great division, but this year they were and good for Craig Council. I, I he he left um, a very boring average team that won at a mediocre division. I feel and, like that's going to stick to me now. And now like, he's a part of the Cubs, which, you know, I, I like the Cubs. Next See season. See what they do. Next season. <laughs> listen, OK, I'll do the Chris Russo thing. I will. OK, if the Brewers win the World Series next year. I, the next season when we continue this show, will have to wear a Brewers jersey every single time we record. I think that that's fair. But I think we agreed that some of the Brewers jerseys were actually not bad. Oh, as long as it's the pinstripe one. The I'll pinstripe all, one, all day. Yeah. Yes, but I'm just saying, I feel like this is going to stick to me. Like, at some point, I'm going to... This take is going to come out and bite me in the ass. Let's see. How many likes can we get? We'll I didn't get even... Matt. I didn't even say that they were bad. I just said that they don't move the needle for me and that they're boring. 
Craig Council, again, not a guy that moves the needle. I can't for me. explain it either. I agree with you. And we're and like we've said, we're we're like we're casual fans. We want to see these things and like we're just casual fans. We don't understand the allure of the Brewers. Oh, man. I, this I'm the, not sure anybody does. No. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, might be wow. a running joke. So I, if this was if this was broadcast live in Milwaukee, it is no longer we're broadcast hate, we're live. We're probably everyone on that in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee but hates us. I, let me tell you something. This this thing that we've done for the last couple of months has been immensely fun mm-hmm. and it's not coming to an end permanently. It's just the baseball season is over. Many of people are thinking about football and and basketball and other sports, but baseball always comes back. Pitchers and catchers always report around my birthday in February, and so who knows? We could you know, find ourselves in the middle of January, jonesing like that, jonesing mm-hmm. for a little bit of baseball talk because free agency will still be happening. Long gone are the days where guys sign at Thanksgiving like they used to. A la Kurt Schilling, who I think signed with the Red Sox that that Thanksgiving night. John and I will be back to to talk about this stuff, but we I've had a good time with you. I told you this before. I'll tell it to you here on air that our interactions are some of the most genuine. And I have a lot of fun. Rarely do you just kind of strike lightning in a bottle chemistry-wise with this. But it's nice to talk about a sport, again, that sometimes is difficult to put a little pizzazz into. But I think we just proved today by alienating the entire Milwaukee County that uh, we we can do it yeah. just like the best of them Maybe they'll here. change my mind, you know? Maybe they will. And that's the thing. You know, Hope springs play with eternal. a chip on your shoulder, Milwaukee. You might earn our respect. Hope springs eternal every single year. I can't think of a better way to go out than that. But before we do, we're going to hit you with some of the social media stuff. If you want to find anything that we're doing on INC Sports, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever the hell it's called. If you're watching on YouTube, hopefully you've subscribed. But if you want to listen to it in audio with all the other stuff that we do, Iceman and Coach, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. And if you are some of our audio listeners and you want to see our faces and see us laughing and see me clear my throat like a complete amateur, well, guess what? You can go to the YouTube page, INC Sports. So, of course, as here in the middle, Maddie S Media Network, all the other podcasts that we have, John will be back here at some point. He may even be back here with a shorter version of himself to talk about maybe some baseball cards. I do have all those baseball cards sitting up here oh, that we need to go through. Sure. And so maybe there'll be a little reveal party, and you have a champion eight-year-old in your home. So there are still a yeah. lot of baseball things that we could talk about, but yeah, yeah. for now, that's right. We're going to do shut it down. So obviously happy Thanksgiving or whatever you call it. Happy Turkey day, whatever that you call it next week. Happy holidays to everybody. But John, do you have anything that you'd like to say to everybody before I assume this is your last appearance in the year of our Lord, 2023? That's well, thank you, Matt. It's, it has been a fun year. I'm glad to have shared it with you. And I am, I, I share your sentiment on it uh, having great chemistry and it's it has been fun i appreciate you giving me the opportunity thank you absolutely and i hope this finds everybody well hope this finds everybody safe and we will see you next year this is flashing the leather that's baseball baby The opinions and viewpoints expressed on INC Sports are those of Matt Freights, Brad Powell, and their guests, 
and not necessarily those of the Matty S Media Network. INC Sports is exclusively owned by Matt Freitz and Brad Powell and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.